Thank you for listening to WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg. Queen of Perpetual Help and welcome to another edition of Local Matters. And on this week's broadcast, a special episode, we are teaming up with WSFI, our sister station, and Angela Tomlinson. They are currently having a share on their show. For more information, visit them at WSFICatholicRadio.org. And on this episode, our own Mary Ann is interviewing Sister Mary Josepha and focusing on Sister Mary Wilhelmina. This is the conclusion of this interview. Without further ado, with WSFI Angela Tomlinson and our own Mary Ann, we bring you Sister Mary Josepha. Did you know Father Connie? You know Very him? well. Yes, he was just yes, here. He was our, our chaplain for many years. Yeah, he was here, and he was the one telling me to. Um, came down with lymphoma unexpectedly, and Father said, I want you to organize my tour to Boston. I just know I have to go there. And I said, Father, I can't. I can't do that. I'm so sorry. He said, you can do it from your bed. Pray to Sister Mary oh. Wilhelmina. Can you imagine him saying that to me? You can do it from your bed. So I'm still in a state of shock. He came here for 10 days. He just left, and he gave certain people those little cards with the blue piece of material to pray for her. And so I found, I believe, through her intercession to Our Lady and to my devotion to Our Lady on the 15th of August, I was healed of my lymphoma. No one can believe it. No one can believe it. So The 15th of August was the anniversary of Sister Wilhelmina's final vows. You're kidding me. That's beautiful. Oh, yes. I was begging, please, Blessed Mother, please. I never never begged as I did because I knew if I took one more chemo treatment, I was so sick from them. The Father told me I might die if I took another one. Yes. And, and that's the grace of Our Lady is so amazing. And to have Sister, Thank I have Sister... Wilhelmina's picture on my pillow, praying to her. So I know she's going to be a saint. There's just no question in my mind. And I'm listening to anybody out there listening in Angela's WSFI Shirathon. Please pray to Sister Mary Wilhelmina. She is truly a new kind of saint that you're never going to pray to again. She has her own charism. Sister, you're explaining her so beautifully. How can people pray to her? And is there a book that talks about her spirituality? Yes, our community put together a book. Um, actually, it was, we started preparing it right after she passed away. Um, it's called God's Will. And you can get it from our website, www.benedictinesofmary.org. Mm-hmm. Um, it has all of her poems. It has much of her spirituality, oh, she has, her, her she, ri- own writings. I have so got to get this book. It's a very intimate look into Life. Yes. So I just want to interrupt, and I apologize for doing so. It's such a beautiful, we're so blessed to have both of you here at WSFI, but I wanted to just jump in and say uh, we have received a donation from a beautiful, beautiful parish, St. John the Baptist. Her name is Suzanne, and I'm not sure if, if I'm in a position to say what her last name is, but I just want to say, Suzanne, thank you so much for your generous donation, and uh, we'll be sending out a beautiful thank you gift. 
And if you're just tuning in, you're probably driving home after a long day. But we're in our second day of the share We have a, a big mountain to climb. But, um, Sister, do you believe in miracles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Sister Wilhelmina will help us achieve our miracle to stay on the air at WNDZ for one more month? And so We live month to month, Sister. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure she'll do all she can. It's Uh-oh. for the glory of God and God's will. Well, it is for the glory of God and for the salvation of souls. And it's, it's such a privilege for us to be affiliated with the radio station and follow in the footsteps, Miriam, of Mother Angelica, isn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. Mother Angelica. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, evangelist extraordinaire in her, in her beautiful way. And Sister Wilhelmina reminds me a little bit of, of her in a, in a funny yes. way, doesn't she? Yes. Yes, a courageous soul. A courageous soul, and so are you, sister. So if you're just tuning in, we ask you to make a sac. What did uh, Bud McFarlane say? A sacrificial donation to look at Jesus on the cross. And this donation will repair for many sins, either on your half or on those you love or maybe someone that you don't even love. But to please try to make as generous a donation as possible to share a And if you're a current donor, a monthly donor, we can't thank you enough Maybe if you donate $5 now, you could make it $10, or $10, you can make it 15 Maybe if we could ask our current donors as well to just increase their donation a little bit more as they see fit, that could go a long way for us. So you can call us at 224-206-8455, 224-206-8455, or you can go online at WS. FI Radio, and I think Bud said it's W, St. Francis's Inspiration. Um, we should say, we'll seek Francis's Inspiration, WSFIRadio.org. So, Miriam, why don't we, and Sister, let's, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, just wanted to do my call out right now as we're halfway through the program. So, feel free to continue on, and thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. About Sister Wilhelmina. Yes. Well, I think there's been a remarkable sharing of our sister Wilhelmina with the whole country at this point, and I feel like it's a sign of hope for the world right now. It's, it's a sign that the traditions that people have sacrificed for and have suffered for are worth all of that, and that a hidden, a humble hidden life like Sister Wilhelmina's is precious in the sight of God, and that nothing of her life was lost, and he even wanted to preserve her just as a sign for other people, to give them hope and to make them realize that this life doesn't end with death, but it's a preparation for the real life that's to come. Right. So these sorts of things we've read about, we hear about, but to see it in our own day and age, to see a sister preserved that way, I think is a great sign of hope for other people. Yes. And the people have been flocking there. Talk about that. Flocking to yeah, see her. Yeah, quite remarkable. <laughs> yes, so... We, down in Ava, had heard, of course, right away about Sister's preservation, and we were looking forward to when we would go home to see her ourselves, but we didn't actually go back until her anniversary, May 29th, when we were going to have the solemn rosary procession and the reinterment of her remains in our Abbey Church. Mm -hmm. Uh, So at that point, word had gotten out, and when we returned to our little mother house in the country, we were amazed to see signs along the road saying, slow down, heavy traffic ahead. It was on a a gravel road. (laughs) And when we approached our monastery, we saw that the farmer across 
from our property, he had allowed all of his crops to be flattened out to make a, an improvised parking lot for all the overflow who couldn't fit next to our monastery. And there were Knights of Columbus and other volunteers organizing the parking and organizing the crowds lining up to see Sister Wilhelmina. It was quite remarkable. We felt like we'd gone all of a sudden to a, a pilgrimage site like Lourdes or Fatima. Well, it is <laughs> we a pilgrimage laughing, site. This is our home. What happened? Yes. Um, but it was very precious that we had a little time just with Sister by ourselves. And then we carried her in procession around the Abbey grounds praying the rosary, again singing hymns, and we placed her in a side altar dedicated to St. Joseph in our Abbey Church. Beautiful. And she's there now under the altar with a plexiglass cover so that visitors can still see her. That is incredible. It should be a movie. <laughs> it should be a movie. Did anyone <laughs> take pictures? Say, Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> For the she glory of God. I think she would be very surprised by all this. <laughs> For the glory of God, it would be a movie mm-hmm. that would touch so many people's lives. For my pastor to say, a priest just went down there that I know, and he has a car that he touched to her body, and he wants to give it to you to be healed. I was like so shocked. I said, how does, how does my pastor know about Sister Wilhelmina? Mm-hmm. It really grabbed the heart of a lot of people in this country, and we need our heart grabbed. And with Our Lady, it's just a remarkable story. And what are the plans for the future? Is there anything that we should know about? Well, I think that as far as a process for canonization, that would just have to unfold gradually at the Church's pace, you know, because Holy Mother Church examines these things very carefully. And for us, we feel like the grace of her passing and then her being discovered incorrupt is a special grace for our community, and we're happy that it's also shared with everyone else. But the, it also has a special significance just for our community, a sort of corroboration of our way of life, an encouragement for us who are young sisters to persevere, as Sister Wilhelmina did, to be courageous as she was in clinging to the habit and to the traditional liturgy and prayer. Are you getting more people that want to be having a vocation conference oh my yes to join. what's <laughs> happening with that yes. what's happening we, we laugh because sister wilmina would pray for vocations assiduously all throughout her life hmm. but it seems like now that she's passed on and is in a position of intercessor <laughs> yes. we have many many more uh, just since may i think the abbey receives maybe three inquiries every day wow and even down here in the Ozarks, we're a little more secluded. We, we receive many um, inquiries also. So it, it makes it imperative that we continue with our foundation. So I, I think I mentioned that we outgrew our, our abbey, our mother house, four yes. years ago when Sister Wilhelmina was about to pass away. So we've outgrown the abbey again. They're making temporary cells with boxes in the unfinished basement. You're <laughs> this kidding. This year's class of candidates, yes. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and then down here in our temporary house, we're also dividing cells and trying to squeeze in a few more uh, candidates for this fall. But we broke ground last year on our permanent monastery, which will be as big as the mother house. It will be able to accommodate 48 nuns. Oh, so we're praying very hard to Sister Wilhelmina to get us the funds we need so that we can complete the permanent building next year. Otherwise, we may have to start turning away some of these young women who are very zealous and very eager to do the will of God. Well, maybe somebody listening might like to help out. How could they do that? <laughs> 
Yeah, we would be grateful. If you go to our website, benedictinesofmary.org, there are many ways to assist us in our foundation. Uh, there are ways to make donations. There are also commemorative opportunities, including a father's shrine. Because our monastery is the Monastery of St. Joseph, we thought it would be a very appropriate place to build a shrine for fathers, especially in a day and age when fatherhood is so little understood and so, um, in many cases, even mocked or belittled. So here in the Monastery of the Foster Father of Our Lord, we will have a shrine for fathers, and we'll have um, spiritual fathers, natural fathers, um, godfathers, anything that you, any man that was formative for an individual could be commemorated in the shrine. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's, I've never heard of that before. So this is the one beautiful idea. Whose idea was this? Was this Sister Wilhelmina's or a nun? Well, no. Well, we were originally approached with the idea a few years ago. I guess um, there is a shrine for mothers yeah. in Lori, Missouri, mm-hmm. but there was no complimentary shrine for fathers. And so some people approached us and said, would you be interested in... And at that moment, we couldn't. We had other things that we were tending to. But now that we've begun the Monastery of St. Joseph in Ava, Missouri, we have this little foundation that's beginning. We thought it would be a very appropriate place for such a shrine. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure so many people like myself would love to go on a pilgrimage to your shrine. Is that easy to talk about how people could get there? Do they have trains, uh, yes. planes? <laughs> I think, I mean, to get to Gower to see Sister Wilhelmina is fairly simple. It's, it's about an hour north of Kansas City, so it's near the airport. You can drive or you can fly. You could even take a train if you wanted to. Uh, down here in Ava, we're much more remote. The permanent monastery is not yet completed, so we have not yet begun building the Father's Shrine. That will probably begin once we've moved to the new property and the monastery itself is finished. But I think it's the easiest way to get to Ava is by car. It's just a, a beautiful area, but not very well not very well trafficked, and that makes it conducive for the contemplative life for sure. But it makes it a little bit more challenging for the pilgrim. <laughs> That's okay. A pilgrim is just supposed to have suffering. Indeed. Hmm. Oh, this is just just opening up so many windows to so many people listening. Angela's in the same thing. I am sure Sister Wilhelmina is going to help her stay on that air. I've been begging her to stay on this larger station that she has because she does it so well and for the glory of God. We all have to be doing this for the glory of God. And um, so if you're listening, I do hope if you can support WSFI, do not hesitate. It doesn't have to be the best donation I got one day. My station, WQPH, in Fitchburg, was a person had the funnies, the newspaper, and put a $1 bill in. And I, I treasured that donation, okay? A $1 bill, and they want to be incognito. So I don't know how they can make donations to you for your projects. What would you suggest, system? Well, there are many opportunities on our website, benedictinesofmary.org, so the donations could be made via check or uh, via PayPal, um, via the website itself. And again, as you say, we're very grateful. Even a dollar, we recognize that as a sacrificial offering. And even the littlest gift entitles the donor to the prayers of the Benedictines for the rest of their lives. Every morning at chapter, we pray for our benefactors, living and deceased. 
Beautiful. And before our meals, also, we always thank God for the people who make our life possible. And we recognize that the fruits of our life, the spiritual fruits, are theirs as much as ours because they have contributed of their own substance to support us. Right. So we're very grateful. And I'm sure, um, Angela, if you're listening, if you could tell again about the spiritual fruits when they keep your radio station on the air. And then is there an address? If they want to send a check, they could um, send it to an address without going on a website. Yes. What is that address? Well, the address address for our foundation is St. Joseph's Monastery, 27091 State Highway N, like Nancy, Ava, Missouri, 65608. But it could also be sent to our mother house in Gower. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have that address? Yes. Also, so at the Abbey of Our Lady of Ephesus, 8005 Northwest, 316th Street, Gower, Missouri, 64454. Thank you. Thank you. And now let's talk about the book. We didn't even get to talk about the book that was just published oh, yes. by ITN. Publishers, can you talk about the book that's in print? Certainly. So I was... Very grateful that Mother Abbas approached me after Sister Wilmina passed away and gave me the obedience to compile Sister's story. And she entrusted me with many of the original documents that Sister had herself written. So all Sister Wilmina's original poems, her own memories or autobiographical pieces, and even some from her mother. And so it made a, a very complete source for telling Sister's life story. In a way, I feel like Sister Wilhelmina was just telling it herself, because so much of the book is quotes from Sister Wilhelmina. And you can see the really remarkable uh, life that she had. She was born in poverty in St. Louis at a time of great racial segregation and strife. But her family, even though they were African-American and impoverished, they did not consider themselves disadvantaged. In any mm-hmm. way. And Sister Wilmina herself said, we, we considered our riches, our dignity, as the Catholic faith. And it didn't matter if the segregation laws meant that they had to wait till all the white people received communion before the black people received. Her mother told her, it doesn't matter if you receive first or last, it's the King of Heaven that you are receiving. They recognized their real dignity in the love of God and in his incorporating them into his church. I think that gave Sister a a strength to surmount all of the racial strife of that time and the segregation and the poverty, everything else. It didn't matter. What mattered was getting to heaven, uh, being united to God's will, and loving God. Now, she came from a family that really treasured education also. Her mother was a teacher before she married and had her family. And Sister Wilhelmina entered a teaching order. So they, they recognized the value of using the talents that God had entrusted them with. Sister Wilhelmina's parents actually founded the first high school for black children in St. Louis, the first Catholic high school for black children. Um, And Sister Wilhelmina was the valedictorian for the first graduating class. So they valued the education as a means to using the talents God gave them and returning back to him the gifts that he had given. Sister Wilhelmina's mother not only was a a teacher in a secular sense, but she 
also catechized people, and she was responsible for bringing a hundred souls into the Catholic Church, including her own husband. Before she married him, she introduced him to the Catholic faith and encouraged him to become Catholic. That's um, remarkable. Mina inherited some of that apostolic fervor from her mother, and she was always praying for the conversion of souls. Mm-hmm. I think this was important for us as young sisters, uh, helping Sister Wilhelmina. We, we were always struck by how her, her interest, her prayer extended to the whole world. She was interested in everyone and praying for everyone. And she offered up little things for the priests, for the Holy Father, uh, for the needs of all around the world. Yes. What was in their native country? You said Africa. What well, was her family came over at different stages. So there was one, I think he was originally from Africa, but the first we know of him was from Haiti, uh-huh. or Santo Domingo. Yes. That was sister's great-grandfather, and he came from Santo Domingo and settled in Georgia. I'm not sure if it's able to, if we are able to trace back to the uh, original African country that sister's ancestors came from, because many of them came as slaves. Into oh this my country. goodness! Wow. Yes, and that in itself is a, a remarkable story. When uh, one of her grandfathers was a, sm- a small child, he and his mother were baptized Catholic. Their slave owner freed them. He said, I can no longer keep you in slavery because it would be like keeping Christ in slavery now that you're Catholic. My goodness. And so it was always, um, their identity was very much as, as Catholics, as Christians, Again, that's where they found their dignity, their true value, was as children of God. This is such a remarkable story. So I'm sure more books are going to be written because the depth of the story is, is just goes on and on and on and on. So, yes. so how can people and it get... It's probably the, just beginning because now people are knowing Sister Wilhelmina. Yes. And like you, they'll ask her for help. And please God, they will also obtain favors. Yes. So how can people get the book that's in print now? Uh, yes. It's available from our website, benedictinesofmary.org. The book is called God's Will, The Life of Sister Mary Wilhelmina Lancaster. It's been also published by Tan Books, and you can go on Tan's website, also Amazon.com. Yes, they are hosting us, um, and they wanted us to do the program with you tonight, Tan Book recommended that we interview you and you want to know when I was sick I kept saying I'll give anything to do an interview with those sisters with sister Will I mean was I begging God (laughs) and my sister Angela I want to thank her for giving me this great grace when I'm not at the top of my shelf if you know what I mean (laughs) because it's, it's just too emotional I'm too emotionally involved and I just know sister Wilhelmina has a great influence to do on a lot of people's lives that are listening today. You just have to pray to her. Is there a special prayer that they should pray to her? She loved the rosary. I know that would give Sister Romina so much joy if more people prayed the Holy Rosary. Okay. That was her title in religion, Sister Mary Wilhelmina of the Most Holy Rosary. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Sister Mary Wilhelmina of the Holy Rosary? Yes. You're kidding. Oh, my goodness. And she said if she could pray for anything for our community, it would be that we always had a very strong devotion to Our Lady. Well, I'm hearing some music there in the background. I don't know if 
We're coming to the close of the program. We are, and I just want to say thank you so much, Mary Ann. You're just a wonderful addition to the team here with the uh, interviews and the Marathon. We're calling it the Marathon. And thank you so much, Sister Mary Joseph. Sister, you have a book. Is that? Did you mention yes. how people can get your book? You can get the book at our website, benedictinesofmary.org. It's called God's Will, the Life and Works of Sister Mary Wilhelmina. Wow. Is this the first book you've written? Uh, it was a community effort. I mean, I wrote the book, but Mother Abbess, and it was a community effort to get it to publishing, for sure. Yes, and Tan Publishing. What a great publishing house. Mm-hmm. To, um, they're just top-notch, aren't they? Yes, indeed. It's been a yes, pleasure indeed. to work with them. Yes, I mean, they're the ones we count on to let us know, you know, they're so orthodox, and we always, we're counting on them to bring to our attention authors and books of all the books that they have and published, what are the ones that their picks are, and, and you made that list. So I'm thank you to Krista and Tan Publishing for bringing it to our attention, and thank you, thank you to you for uh, spending time with us. It's a privilege to be speaking to you this evening. Thank you for inviting thank- me. So how about a closing prayer for our audience and for for all of our efforts? Yes. Let's conclude with the Hail Mary that was so beloved to Sister Wilhelmina. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Amen. I am all thine. And all that I have is thine most loving Jesus, through Mary, thy most holy mother. Bless me, dear mother, thou and thy divine son. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please join us in praying the Memorari for all our intentions. We are at a Legion of Mary meeting now, Our Lady of the Holy Eucharist Presidium. We hope that you have the Legion of Mary in your parish. Please join us in praying. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, sought your intercession, was left unaided, inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, our Mother. To you we come, before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful, O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petition, but in thy mercy, hear and answer us. Amen. Thank you for listening to WQPH. Please pray for us. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.